Welcome to the Cross Politic Midweek Fix. I'm the Chocolate Knox, and we have something super special planned for all of you none Cross Politic Club members. That's right. We're reaching out to you none Cross Politic Club members so you can have a little idea of what it's like to live life abundantly like a Cross Politic Club member. So the first thing that we want to understand is what's wrong with you people so that you can sign up for a club membership by the grace of God that's in our heart. We just wanted to give you a little sample of this particular chapter called Jesus, our dragon slayer, so that you hopefully by the end of it will sign up for I'm trying to do my best. Joe Osteen, see me smiling. You can't see me, but you hear me, hear me smiling. We want you to sign up for a cross politic club membership so you can have abundance. And Toby can have a jet. And and uh did that come out? Woo. You start talking like Joel Osteen and boy, you start getting heavy like a jet and a clothes and a a, a Gucci suit and a what is Gabe want? I don't know what Gabe want. Uh a new hand land in Texas. I don't know what he wants. Something in Texas. Whatever it is, it's deep in the heart of Texas. That's all I know. Deep Whatever it is. So Gabe can have have a Texas sign in his yard. Just sign up for that club membership today. Anyway, we're gonna play this short excerpt from the Worldview Shotgun Series so that you can just sign up. Here we go. So when we talk about um, how does Jesus' death actually take away our sins, we're talking about what theologians call the atonement Mm. or a, a theology of atonement. It means that the death our sins deserve is paid for and God is completely satisfied that he... He loves us, that we are in a right relationship with him. Our, our sins are taken away. What our sins deserve is paid for, and God is satisfied. The old word, the Bible word for this is propitiation. Pro who? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> propitiation. Oh, because I didn't know them. Propitiation. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it, justice is paid completely, mm. and God's wrath is completely exhausted. You see, if we don't get this right, then we are thinking that maybe God's still mad at us. Right, right, Maybe there's still some sin that's not taken away. Did I get it all? Did Jesus get it all? Is God, you know, what about that porn? What about that one time when I got drunk? What about the lie? Does God hold that against me? Propitiation is, is the teaching that the Bible gives us that justice has been completely paid for our sins and God's wrath is completely exhausted. Mm. That word propitiation, your favorite new word, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually comes from the Old Testament. Ah. And it was the name for the golden lid on the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. Okay, that's, that's where it comes from. The Ark, you remember the Ark? The big gold box. Right. Right? Gold box in the most holy place in the tabernacle, then later on in the temple. Once a year... On the Day of Atonement, hey, there's that word again. Mm. Uh, you see this on your calendar sometimes, Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Yep. You ever seen yep. that? That's yep. the, the, the Jews, still, Jews yeah. still celebrate Yom yep. Kippur. That's the Day of Atonement. And um, literally that means the Day of Atonement. Right. Now you know Hebrew. <laughs> the high priest would go into the most holy place on that day, and that day only, and sprinkle blood on that lid, on that covering that goes on the ark. Literally, Kippur means covering. Okay. okay. It's, it's, and, and the equivalent is propitiation. You said he sprinkled, right? He sprinkled oh, okay. blood. <laughs> oh. So he baptized the ark. <laughs> with, 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 with some blood. With blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Literally, yeah. Um, every, this, once a year. Um, and, and so what you have there is this picture. Of, powerful imagery. Of what yeah. God is doing. Right. So right. inside the ark was, anybody know? The law. 
Yeah, the Ten the Commandments. Law. So the original Ten Commandments, there was a copy right. of the law put inside the ark. There's this lid, and then God was said, of course, there's the golden cherubim that are actually attached to that lid. Right. And God is said throughout the Old Testament to dwell above the cherubim. That's where his, his spirit presence was. That's where the cloud of his presence was in the tabernacle and in the temple. Yeah. And so once a year, God pictured how his people could be in good fellowship with him through the blood of another. And so the blood was sprinkled there on the lid. Right. So between God and the law mm. is the blood. You see that mm-hmm. yeah. between God and the law, yeah. because we're, we're law breakers, right? Where we're right. covenant breakers. And so the blood is what makes us right. The blood is what covers our sin. So through that blood, their sin was covered, atoned for, uh, the wrath of God was propitiated, right? Satisfied mm-hmm. so that it was not upon them. And of course, all of this points to Jesus, right? What's right. been accomplished forever in the death of Jesus. Right. So Romans three, for example, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a, David? Propitiation. Yeah. I know him now. You know, okay, it? okay. <laughs> yeah. Through faith in his blood. Mm. See that? Propitiation, blood. That's that, 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 But he's drawing off of that picture that was, was in the ark, the, at the tabernacle in the temple. It's really good. To declare yeah. his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Romans 3, 24 and 25. Or again, 1 John 4. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation mm. for our sins. The appeaser of God's wrath right. for our <clears throat> sins. Take it all away. Right. Uh-huh. You see that again, too, when uh, the children of Israel in Egypt and the blood over the doorposts, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, another, exa- the yeah. angel of death yeah. is coming. Atonement, right? And the angel of death is going to come for them all. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everybody deserved to die. Everybody's going to get it right. if they don't put the blood over the doorway. And the people who had the blood. Yeah. The blood of the lamb. Yep. The Passover lamb. Did, mm. they, did they sprinkle it? It was just marked. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you this. The door was baptized. How about that? <laughs> it was smeared. <laughs> so, so, but that's David exactly were... <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Wherever the blood was displayed, yeah. the angel of death could not come near them. That's right. a, a beautiful picture. Of propitiation. Yeah. So then how does the Bible describe the power and the effects of sin? Right. So so the Bible describes the power and effect of sin in three ways. How many? Three. Got it. Got, got it? it. I'm, right, right, the, I'm with you. I'm with write you. that down. You can honk your horn three times right now. <laughs> Jesus saves us from all three of these. And, mm. and it's important that we actually unpack it all because okay. I, I think, again, you say Jesus died for our sins and then we're like, okay, now what? But if we're not careful, we're going to minimize our need mm. and we're going to minimize what Jesus has done. So three things. First, we have a guilt problem. Mm. Okay. This is the legal declaration that we are guilty. Okay. That we have sinned and we are under condemnation. We are unrighteous. We are, we are unrighteous. Guilty. We are okay. unclean. You yep. can say that as well. And this leads to the second problem, which is what we deserve. Mm. The wages of sin is death, yep. death. One man sinned. And so death spread to all men. We're I've heard keep, that before. We're just going to keep saying I that just, verse. I think I've heard it before. It's a new cross-politic <laughs> theme verse. We are, we are dead in our trespasses and sins. So that we, when we say that um, death has spread to us, we can say this is true in, in several senses. Mm. We're dead in our sins and trespasses, so we're morally dead. Uh, we, we, we love sin. We love to sin. Wow. It comes natural to us. We are enslaved in sin. But we also have death in our bodies. They get sick, mm. and we eventually physically die. Mm-hmm. That's that's how our wages of sin is death. But 
ultimately sinners deserve the eternal wrath of God, mm. eternal death in hell. Okay, so we mean so we mean that sin has this effect. It causes death in us in all of these ways. Finally, our sin and death renders us under the bondage of the devil. Right? Yep. So mm. sin, death, and the devil. These are the this is the three. Yeah. There were three things, three ways, sin, death, the devil. Remember, th- this it works this way. Satan is the accuser. Literally, the word Satan in Hebrew means he accuses. Right. Mm. Right. So Hasatan is the accuser. accuser. Wanna get right. some ass spit off you? Take care of Satan is the accuser. Mm. That's what his name literally means. And the reason he has power over people is because they are guilty and they deserve to die. So Satan is like that prosecuting attorney. Yeah. And he says, David sinned, Toby sinned, Gabriel sinned. And it's true. And he's right. And we deserve to die. And so this is why he has power over us. So our sin problem is. It can be described as sin, death, and the devil. It's those three mm. things that Jesus crushes in his death and resurrection. Okay, now, now walk and, that and out. Real quick, and Thank guilty you. people can't answer their accusations. Right. The only, right. The only thing you got is you're, you're, you're guilty. Right. You're, you're right. right. I'm guilty. But, what are you yeah. going to say to that? But, 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 but how do, can we answer those accusations? Right, right. Can, yeah, so typically what we do is we run away from it then. So right. the accusation comes in, but well, that's when we blame. Yeah. We, we right. blame, we shift, we we explain it away, whatever, because we know it's true. That's good. Yeah. Right? Yes, right. Dar was my daddy, so I don't have to answer to that. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm just doing what the chemicals in the head, my head made me do. Right? I'm hungry. I'm hangry. You know, whatever it is. But walk that out. Walk out for me how that how it is that Jesus crushes uh, death uh, um, in his resurrection and, and, and resolves those three problems for me. Yeah, so, so three things. Let's answer them in turn. First of all, Jesus is our sin offering. So we're guilty of sin, mm-hmm. right? And he is our sin offering. His blood was shed in our place. He takes our guilt. Romans 8.3 says, For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh so that's like the what the ark of the covenant could not do sprinkling blood on the ark what it could not do jesus did yeah and and, hebrew Hebrew says that you know the blood of 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 goats right right and calves can't actually take away our sins they were always a picture of jesus blood but but the key thing here in romans 8 3 is that god condemns our sin in Jesus. Can I just pause there, right? If you're driving, just now's a good time to stop, pull over, and just do a little jig on the side of the road. <laughs> because up until now, I mean, that's some pretty great news. Right. And, and the thing is, is that, and this goes back to the last chapter where we said, actually, we don't feel bad enough. We're not guilty enough. Because here's the thing. God condemned it in Jesus. Amen. And so when we actually soft pedal our guilt, what, what we're doing is doing something terrible to the death of Jesus. Amen. Why did he have wow. to die? Yeah. How bad is our sin? It's that bad. It was just a piece of fruit. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just, you know, just a little adultery. Yeah. You know, but no, it was that bad. God condemned our sin in the flesh of Jesus, Romans 8:3. Second, he died the death we deserve. 1 Peter 3:18. For Christ also had suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust. There's that Amen. substitution Amen. language yeah. that he might bring us to God. So, so again, the idea there is he deals with our sin. He deals with the death we deserve. So we don't stay dead. That's right. Right. 
He yep. died for us so that he might bring us to God. Mm. Third. Oh, I'm waiting for this. Come on, bring it now. Because Satan is the accuser, his power over us is rooted in our guilt and in the fear of the consequences of what our sins deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So if Jesus takes away our guilt and dies the death that we deserve, the devil is completely disarmed. Mm. You see that? Mm. So, so the devil comes and says, you lusted. Right. And you say, I did, but then you look inside, you look at the, you look at the docket, you look at your accusation, and, and, and that accusation, Colossians 2 says, was nailed to the cross. Mm, right. Praise God. Amen. It was nailed to the cross. And so, in, in fact, in Colossians 2, it says, having done that, he disarmed the principalities and powers. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The accuser and all his buddies who want to bring the accusations against us, that, those accusations, the, the, the things that we have in fact actually done, the things we're guilty of, we're nailed to the cross. So now what does he come to accuse us of? He says, you, you, you. You lusted. And, and then been, we could say, go talk to Jesus. It's been paid for. <laughs> yeah. Go talk to it's Jesus. It's been paid for. Yeah. And the death I deserve to die, he died for me That's in right. my place. You have nothing on me. Yeah. So here's Hebrews 2. This is a wonderful place to point this out. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. That's us. Yeah. He also himself likewise took part of the same. He became a man like us. Flesh and blood. That through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Mm. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, the devil has power over us because he says you deserve to die. Right. But if Jesus has died in our place, the devil has nothing on us. This also reminds me of Romans chapter 5 where... There's this death, and because of the, no one can get married to another person unless there's death, right? Right. Romans five is working through right. that. Well, you've died in Christ, and the marriage you had to the to your sinful nature, right. to the simple person, that's done. It's right. over with. That covenant with Adam has it, been broken. Broken. Yeah, right. Amen. Right. So, right. so you can be remarried. Yeah. Into the new covenant with Jesus. Yeah. So that's Jesus, right. he's he's making it possible for you to be forgiven, right? No. Oh, the Bible says. Here I thought I was doing so good. No, no, no. Please. Come on. Come on. Listen carefully. (laughs) The Bible says that Jesus didn't die just to make it possible. That's Mm. that's, that's the problem. Mm. That P word. Possible. No, no, no. He accomplished it. I like that better. He took full, complete responsibility for the sins of his people. Mm. He paid for those sins. He satisfied God's wrath for those sins completely and unalterably. Mm, Praise God. To say that Jesus only died in order to make it possible for some people to maybe be forgiven cheapens his blood. Mm. It cheapens it. It makes his blood an attempt at saving people. Mm. But the cross is better than that. The blood of Jesus is better than that. Um, Let me give you a couple passages. John 10. I am the good shepherd. This okay. is Jesus get, speaking. Get my pen ready. Huh? You ready? John 10, John 10. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. They know me. Okay, so there's a shepherd and sheep. They know yep. each other. Yep. As the Father knows me, even so, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Notice mm. that. Mm. Who's he lay his life down for? For the sheep. Are the sheep just any sheep? No. No, no. It's the sheep that know him. That know him. Right, 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 right. He knows right. his sheep. His sheep knows him. And he lays his life down for those sheep. Mm. Think a little bit further down. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life mm. and they never shall perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them 
to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Mm. So notice that connection. There's a chain there. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. I lay my life down for the sheep. Right? They know my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them what? eternal life right. so th- what does that mean just, you know, j- just in case we're like well eternal life you know i mean uh that's uh you know no it means they'll never perish it's no right. one shall ever pluck them out of my hand my father who gave them to me is greater than all right. no one's He's able to pluck them out of that, right? his hand yeah, right yeah, so yeah, yeah. he laid his life down so that no one may be able to pluck them out of his father's hand he did not die in order to make it possible that some might sort of kind of be saved he took care of the whole deal and mm. notice where we are we're in his father's hand that's right wow. Amen. How, how does the father feel about us mm. in his hand he loves us yeah he's not gonna right. let anything pluck us out right nothing that's but, the position we're in it's the hand of refuge yes um another great passage to look at romans 8 we know that all things work together for Good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And we, you know, we put that verse on our calendars and in our refrigerators and our (laughs) bumper stickers. But keep reading. Don't stop. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Hey, there's some image of God language again. Yep, yep. Right? Oh, sounds familiar. Yeah. (laughs) He he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Sounds like he does everything. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of does, right? (laughs) But but that's the deal, is is again, um, in our sinful nature, in our old man, we so quickly, we cheapen the grace of God. We're dead. Right. In our old man, we're dead. Right. That's why Jesus has to do it all. Yes, he, absolutely. And and the point is to say that he does. Right. He Amen. does it all. He works all things together for good because he's he is their God and he's called them to this purpose. Right. He's planning to glorify them. He he who began a good work in you Philippians 1 says will complete it to right. the day of Christ Jesus. Right. Um one last verse John 6, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. This is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Right? And again, notice that. That's the glorification. I- I'm going to raise you up. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him, they have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And then Jesus says, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Yeah. Mm. Again, why did Jesus die? To accomplish the salvation, right? Our right. salvation. The complete salvation, right? That in order for us to go to the Father, that means he's taken away our sins. He's, the Father's not, is the Father angry? Not with Jesus, and if we're in Jesus, he's not angry That's with right. us. That's right. right. That's right. This is the power of the cross, the efficacy of the atonement. We are completely helpless, completely powerless, completely guilty, completely dead. Mm. In our sins. And the blood of Jesus does it all. Now, here's the thing. People who are saved like this cannot help but imitate this grace. Why is that? So I'm going to yeah, we need to make this practical, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus didn't sort of help people who are sort of bad. He died in order to completely secure the salvation of men who were dead in their sins, to raise them up on the last day. This is 
total responsibility and total victory. Mm. This, this is the kind of work that Jesus does. He does it all. This kind of grace drives men and women to take this kind of responsibility for the needs of those around them. This is that covenant thinking happening again, right? Exactly. Is, so Exactly. The atonement is the center of that, that new covenant. Right. And, right. and the way that Jesus is with us in our complete inability, he freely lays his life down to save us completely. Mm. It's, it's completely undeserved. We didn't help him at all. Right. You know, corpses, you know. How much did Lazarus help Jesus? How much did Adam help God, right? right yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he didn't do it either, yeah, right? No. It's, it's the same all, recreation. It's always this way, right? The, the, all, the only thing sinners give is their corpse. That's right. That's the only, only thing we have is our death. This is why I like the analogy of when Jesus saves us, he's, he's the father who comes to an orphanage and walks through the orphanage and goes out into the back where all the children are dead yeah. in the orphanage, right? So father not only adopts us, Right. But he first raises us from the dead and, and then adopts, adopts us. us. Sort of, right. That's really right. good. That's right. really good. Yeah. yeah. And so, but this drives us. Um, th- this is what drives. And here's the thing. I- again, in our old man, in our old self, we, we are so quick to revert to thinking like the old man. Right? Yeah. And this is why Paul's always saying, put off that old man. He's dead. You're in Christ. You're a new man. And so what happens, though, is, again, it's easy to revert to thinking about being driven by guilt. And right. fear. Right. Um, and, and we see a lot of this, I think, in, in Christian ministries especially. Yeah. And I don't think they're trying to do this, but this is exactly what they end up doing is like, you should be giving because you ate a meal and these kids are hungry, so right. you feel don't, guilty don't about Don't you feel eating. bad for being so full? <laughs> so for, give your money. And we're like, yeah. oh, they're so right about that. Let me go yeah. give. And, don't you yeah. feel so bad for giving your you know yeah. kids all these presents at Christmas? And, right. Oh, man, you better say that. Right. You better say that. So, so then what's the <laughs> difference between the, the guilt-motivated good works and then... Grace motivated good works. Right. So remember, last chapter we talked about the, the dignity of guilt, that, that God in his grace insists that we own the fact that we are moral agents and that no matter what situation we were born in, no matter what, Adam's sin, poverty, racial prejudice, brokenness in the family, you know, drug addiction, all these things, no matter what, we are moral agents who are responsible for our words, our thoughts, our actions. This right. is the dignity of guilt. Right. But the point of that isn't to stay in guilt. Mm. The point of, of drilling down on that is so that, that guilt would drive us to Jesus. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Because what we need, we find in him. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're, it's, it's, we're, this is the insanity of sin is that we keep running away from it. Right. But God is right there. He's right there with what we need. Yeah, it has a hook, not a prod. That's right. right? It that, has yeah. a hook. It's grab yeah. you. It, right? It's exactly what we need. And so, and so, um, it's this guilty verdict that brings us to the foot of the cross. And it's in this helpless condition that Christ saves us from our sins. And that kind of grace makes a man stand up tall. Yeah. When Amen. you're, when you're saved like that, you stand up and you smile. The right. only, the only kind of, um, response to that is worship and praise. That's right. Amen. Right? right. Men stand up and all they, they know it's all grace. They didn't do anything, but they supplied the corpse. That's right. And he did it all. And so now they, all they have is praise. Right. Are you blessed? Did that move your spirits? Do you want to sign up for a club membership so I can have jet fuel to the next cross politic live event? I don't know how that happens, but I'm just smiling and my face hurts. Oh, how does he do this? <laughs> oh, man. I cannot do that. Anyway, 
I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you're enjoying the Cross Politic Network with shows like Jason Farley's Westminster Confession of Funk, uh, Law and Profits with Marcus Pittman, Matt Williams with How to Build a Tent, a show that's not about building tents, but how to make you successful. That is all three of those shows are a great show. I can tell you personally, I've been blessed tremendously by all three of them. It's just good to have godly content that you can listen to throughout the day that you know is going to edify you. It's going to be good for your family. It's going to be good for the body. So signing up for a cross politic club membership is not just paying to keep the lights on, although we do appreciate that. It's also paying for us to do more content like the Worldview Shotgun Series. Ah, That'll clean out your sinuses. And until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. Hope you were blessed by that.